Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello everyone and thanks so much for tuning in to this special preview episode of Celtic vs Rangers. We're now 24 hours away from kickoff, and we really aim to get you guys in the mood and frothing at the mouth for this one. So luckily, on the Glasgow's Green Podcast, aka Gigpod, there's a genuine legend for episode 93 on the show today. But enough about myself, I also have my good pal and now YouTube collaborator, Hamish Carton of the Big Dogs at 67 Hail Hail on with me too. Hamish, welcome back to GigPod with me. The last time I believe you were on was with Rizzo after episode 62, I think, where we bodied St Mirren 6-0 back in August. Aye, frothing at the mouth, so we'll get Hamish on. Thanks for that, mate. Appreciate it. Uh, I don't know if I've actually done a, a, a GigPod with you. I feel like I've done far too many with Rizzo, if I'm totally honest. 
No, I'm kidding on. Rizzo's a legend. But um, I don't know if I've done one with you, Stevie. As long as I'm here, you're here. You're the reason why I'm here. <laughs> now, look, we're now well beyond the early days into the crucial mid-stage of the season. Tomorrow's game is undoubtedly the biggest ever for Ange and his team. How are you feeling? Generally quite quite good about it. I think mainly just looking forward to the game. Really looking forward to, to being back at a derby match. I've not been at one. Well, like like everyone listening to this in a long time. A couple of years it's been. Uh, over a couple of years actually. And, and just really excited to go tomorrow. And I don't know relatively confident that this Celtic team is is going to beat Rangers and go to the top of the league tomorrow. That that's that's generally how I feel it. There's the nerves haven't really come yet. They certainly will tomorrow at some stage. Usually I I don't know if this is a common thing people feel, but I usually don't really feel the nerves for these games until they start and then I want them over and, and I can't wait for half time to get a bit of respite. I think the nerves will come at, at that stage tomorrow. But right now, I'm just feeling quite positive and, and just really, really excited and just, you know, counting down the, the minutes and hours until kickoff. We did a 67 Hail Hail preview last night. It was myself, you and John. I thought that went pretty well. I think the three of us were in good form. And if anybody's not seen it, you can check it out just by going to YouTube, 67 Hail Hail. Um, and I think, am I right in saying, Hamish, that is, that'll be the by the time this is out, that'll be one of the latest videos on there for the fans to enjoy. Yeah, so there's actually two videos you can check out. There was a one last night where we, we covered Celtic's transfer dealings or, or lack of them in deadline day and then spent most of it chatting about this game. And then today, actually, we've had uh, what we're calling a proper preview going out and that's with uh, Ryan118. Uh, I, I met him earlier outside Celtic Park and it's also got a, a really lengthy chat with Jackie McNamara about the game and Scott McDonald's favourite derby memories, Scott chatting about uh, the the four goals he scored against Rangers and in particular the the three that really mattered. Uh, speaking about what it's like, what it feels like to score in one of these matches. So um, it's a really interesting video altogether. If I don't say so myself. Last night I was very careful not to go over the score. Um, I didn't want to get you into bother on YouTube, and you know I didn't want to drag you down, if you will. But I was very clear that we really need a toxic and uncomfortable and unwelcoming atmosphere tomorrow. That's the one thing I want to see at Celtic Park. Now, I'm going to get your thoughts on it in a minute. When I was posting one of my favourite clips ever, which got me right in the mood for tomorrow even more, when Barry Robson in the first 20 seconds in that iconic game in April 2008, when in a 50-50, he just smashes Christian Daly, doesn't even go for the ball first. He lays down a marker, Hamish, and he basically shows them after the bodings we took in the last four or five meetings under Gordon Stratton and Walter Smith, and the rest of the team from that moment on had his back, and they were right up for it. And it was the first time I remember seeing Celtic taking the game to Walter Smith Rangers and they didn't really expect us to do that. Now, I want to see something similar tomorrow. Of course, we were very careful in saying that it can't cross a line, but it has to be really controlled aggression tomorrow. And I want to see it on the pitch. But talking about, you know, a real toxic atmosphere, Hamish, where we can pile on so much misery onto that Rangers team who'll be feeling under so much pressure as soon as they get onto the park. What sort of atmosphere are you hoping to see at Celtic Park tomorrow? Because when I posted that clip, Stephen P, 1888, friend of the show, he said he was a wee bit worried 
that he's no, we're not going to be nasty enough in general. Maybe we don't have it in us to create such a daunting atmosphere to the Rangers players tomorrow. What do you say to that one? Do you agree or do you disagree with that? But the, the proof will be in the pudding tomorrow night. I, I think Celtic have shown a, a lot of signs of being being nasty or, or ruthless or whatever you want to call it in, in recent weeks. I, I think we've seen plenty of that. Uh, I think there's there's more togetherness in the team, you know, surrounding the referee after the bad challenge in Eddie Gucci, James McCarthy then, you know, doing the the Alawa player a few minutes after that. That's just a, an obvious example I can think of of Celtic being more streetwise and just a bit nastier on the pitch. In terms of the the, the fan base tomorrow, I think uh, I think and I hope that it's a, a really horrible place for Rangers to come. And I think we were both saying the same thing, and, and John as well in the video last night, you, you don't want it to go over the line. We don't want trouble at the match because that wouldn't reflect well on anyone on, on Celtic. But I think we want to, you know, within the lines, make it a horrible place for them to visit tomorrow night. I want them rushing onto the bus at full time just to get out of there. I want it to be that kind of night um, when both the the Celtic fans put them under immense pressure. You know, I want booing every single time they get in the ball. Um, I want us roaring on our own team. And obviously on the pitch, I want us to really make it difficult because as good as Rangers were last season and, and what they achieved was was a good achievement last year, not losing a game domestic, or, or sorry, in the league. They haven't played in a, a game or a ground like they will tomorrow night in a long, long time. And I think there's still major question marks over several key members of that Rangers team about what do they do when they're up against it? What happens when they're in an environment where they don't feel comfortable and up against a side who are making them, uh, making things really difficult for them? And I think Celtic and the support have a massive chance to do that tomorrow night and it's got to be a united effort. And uh, it's reciprocal because if the team start with the intensity and you know a, a real good fast start, that'll get the support up even further. And likewise, if the support are massively up for, the, for it before the game, which is a just a certainty. The atmosphere is not going to be flat tomorrow. It's an evening kickoff. You know, we could go top of the league. It's going to be, I think, I think it's going to be the loudest Celtic Park, you know, potentially has has been in a long, long time. And I mean, like a decade, possibly more, maybe since the Barcelona game, potentially tomorrow night. And if, if that happens and the team start well, I think Rangers will fold. I do as well, Hamish. And the reason I think that is because, as we said on the channel last night, Rangers haven't shown a lot of balls in recent games. I mean, that one at Hamden, they needed big characters after going 1-0 down to Hibs. They had three quarters of Hamden. Hibs scored to make it 1-0. Their fans went mental and they get right behind the team and their fans were silent. The Rangers players just didn't react. Completely froze. Can you imagine tomorrow, Hamish? Just going 1-0 up, early doors. I think, honestly, I think it's not even a case of them composing themselves. I think if we went 1-0 up, we could score a second and a third in the first half and take a right few off them. I don't want to get too ahead of myself because at the same time, I realise it is going to be a tough game for us. They are still the champions. There's a certain level of respect you do have to give them. But when if, and I know football doesn't work quite like they drew three each against Ross County, so they'll be there for the taking because I've seen Rangers teams in the past, Hamish, come to Celtic Park after being cuffed, win the at for Park or after getting beat at Petaudry, they come to Celtic Park and you know, the malign goalkeeper at the weekend back in when I was uh, growing up with Celtic, it was Andy Gorham. 
he makes save after save and they get a goal out of nothing and we couldn't break it down. So I understand the caution that has to be exercised here. But at the same time, I want to be optimistic. I want to be positive. And I think we've seen enough from Ange and this bunch of players that the fans are going to be really right behind them tomorrow, aren't they? But you're talking, you made a wee point about how you want to see the players getting right onto the bus after full time. Let's bring it back a wee bit. How amazing would it be if the Celtic way was like full two hours before kickoff when their bus rolls into Celtic Park? The fans are there, you know, the flares are going off and they are giving nothing but pelters. You've got Van Bronckhorst coming off the bus. You've got Tavernier coming off the bus just dying to get into Celtic Park away for all that. And it set the tone already and it unsettled them. And I want to see scenes like that tomorrow. I just want to see, I think similar to, I think when we played Salzburg at Celtic Park, although that did nothing because we were up against a extremely good team then. Rangers are not going to be anywhere near that level. But I want to see scenes like that. I want to see Celtic Park like bustling early doors tomorrow. And I want to see like when the, when the players are out training, I want to really see a lot of the fans all there sort of getting right behind them way, way, way before kickoff. Do you agree? I do. And and I think I think that will, will, will be the case to an extent. I mean, I'm not sure if we're going to see like scenes where you know, you can't move for people two hours before kickoff, but I certainly think that it's 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 gonna it's gonna capture the imagination of the Celtic support tomorrow. It doesn't get any bigger than tomorrow night if we're if we're honest about it being a Celtic supporter. Derby games are are brilliant. They're they're along with European matches, they're the, the best thing for me about supporting Celtic in terms of, you know, the best matches are, are derby matches against Rangers and and European games. And the thing that you know, I love about European games is that at night they're at night, and that's the one thing derby matches don't tend to have. Tomorrow night is under the lights. People are going to be, you know, waiting for it all day. Uh, if my pals are anything to go by, there's a lot of half days going in tomorrow. People are going to be, you know, in the pubs early, having a few scoops before the game, and I think as as a result, the atmosphere tomorrow night will be electric. We can go top of the league in what is a major, major season. And on top of all of that, we've got this amazing feeling and bond between the supporters and the players at the moment. Yes, we're missing a lot of key players tomorrow night, but I think when that game starts, we won't feel that too much. And yeah, I'm I'm really I really think the atmosphere beforehand is going to be is going to be absolutely electric. I think it's going to be up there with anything we've we've ever seen at Celtic Park. And if things go well tomorrow and we get the three points, I think it'll be a game that will remember for a long, long time. You can tell my voice, Hamish, and you certainly see me a lot of this season after games, before games, where I'm so looking forward to going to Celtic Park. I'm so looking forward to seeing Ange and the team again, and I'm, you know, a mark, if you will. But, Hamish, like four and five years ago when we went to some games, you saw me get into games against Rangers as well, um, and I was almost like expecting us to roll over the top of them. There was no sort of edge to them. I was always pretty much assuming it was going to be a formality. You knew what I was like as a fan. I think under Brendan, I mean, it was almost pretty much a gimme, wasn't it? It's not like that anymore. I mean, tomorrow there is a real edge to it. It's like old school. And I think that's the reason I'm so excited. It's like when I was growing up, you know, in the, the Burns, the Martin O'Neill, the striking days, games against them were like 50-50, Hamish. And that even under Martin O'Neill, there was always a right good Rangers side that we had to beat. We had to beat our absolute best. Wasn't quite the case under Brendan. We could have played at 50% and still bodied them, and we usually did. So I think that's a big factor in tomorrow's game. It's because it feels very much like a throwback to the old days where it's just going to be so tight. There's such an edge to it. And 
you know, there's everything to lose for both teams going into it. It's a throwback and and just the, the obvious throwback is to the Joe Ledley game in, what, the end of 2011. It's the, the comparisons uh, between tomorrow night and that game, you know, are are just there for, for everyone to see. It's a night game. I think that was the last league night game we've had against Rangers. It's after they've dropped points and after we've got a good victory at Celtic Park at the weekend. And it's with a, a major opportunity for Celtic after clawing back a, a deficit, albeit not quite the same deficit this time round, but uh, a chance to go top of the league. And I think it will feel just the same as it did last time. And and for me, that was one of my, or is one of my favourite Celtic games ever looking back to that night because it, it just encapsulated everything about the Celtic revival that season. And I think tomorrow night has the potential to be the same. Now, there's obvious differences, I think. I mean, this is, uh, you know, a real new Celtic team. I think at that stage, that was maybe that team's second season together under Neil Lennon. So this is a real opportunity for this team to beat Rangers for the first time. And I think a lot of people will will be chatting about the fact that we haven't beaten them in, I think it's 788 days, which is remarkable. But I mean, that's not on the lap of the players that are currently at Celtic. That's on players who have mainly left Celtic in the summer and, and last summer. This is a, a team of players that haven't really played against Rangers, certainly not at Celtic Park. Off the top of my head, I think we'll, we'll probably have five debutants tomorrow. Hatate, O'Reilly, Jota, CCV and Yakimakis, and there's other players in there like Joe Hart and Juranovic and, and Starfelt and Abada who have only played one game against Rangers. So it's a massive opportunity for them tomorrow to get that first win over Rangers and really kick us on. We saw what beating us did last season for them. I think that was a real... It wasn't a turning point because they'd started the, the league season really well last year, but I think going to Celtic Park and, and beating us so handily just set them up for the rest of the season and it killed us off, really, if we're honest at that stage, September, October, whenever it was. I don't think victory tomorrow would kill Rangers off, but it would be a massive, massive sea change. It would give us a huge boost. I mean, can you imagine the celebrations after the game and going into the weekend at Fur Park, how good we would feel if we'd beaten them to go top? It would just change the 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 dynamic of the whole season and it would also really get them questioning themselves. They're already questioning Van Bronckhorst, aren't they? I mean, they, they kind of act as if, you know, we're fully behind Van Bronckhorst, but they're doubting themselves already when, when they look at the squad and the fact they've got so many players who don't seem like they want to be there. And if uh, and after their recent drop points up at Pataudry and at Ross County, if we were to beat them tomorrow, I think you would see a lot of fallout across the city and that could only be good for us as well. I want to ask you as a fan, what's your favourite ever atmosphere against them? Um, it would be out of the game I just spoke about, the Ledley one, although it's weird to say, I always think the fact it was so windy that night kind of kind of detracts from how I remember that game. It sounds weird, but I just, I'd never really look at that one quite along with, you know, the absolute top ones. But, 3-0 game, 20th of February, that, would that have been 2011? The one when uh, Gary Hooper scored the, the two goals, the, the second one, a really good breakaway goal. And then I think it was Chris Commons with the third. That that would be one of the ones. That was kind of, for me, the day the, the atmosphere returned to Celtic Park. And it's arguably not really left since. I think Derby matches went through a weird phase. I don't know if you agree, maybe 08, 09, 
nine ten that kind of phase they, they weren't quite the same for whatever reason I think we just had Celtic teams that were were not in the best place but I felt like that was a day when the the, the atmosphere returned in terms of recent ones uh the five one game the Dembele hat trick the five nil game when we won the league was particularly special I'd probably go for the three nil game um the the one when Gary Hooper scored the double. I think for myself, I mean, I can relate to that, especially the three 0 one when you say the atmosphere came back. There was a great clip on YouTube of Celtic Park, you know, literally rocking. A lot of that was down to the siege mentality that Neil Lennon created that season. I mean, we were just up against it for everyone, weren't we? We were taking the fights to the refs, to the SFA, yeah. and we. I mean, we were all right behind Lennon and the team at that time. You had even Gary Hooper, the most placid, mild mannered individual ever coming out, basically saying the rest in this country are a joke. So things like that all added up, and then that was where it was all worth it. Everything we went through, especially the crap up at Tanadice too. So yeah, I can see why you know the atmosphere was fantastic up until that, because we were all really behind Lennon and that team as well. Um, for myself, my favourite game is always going to be, you know what it is, the April 16th, 2008. It's always Big Yan in the last minute. There's so many things that led to it you know we missed the penalty beforehand it was a midweek kickoff for the first time since I think 2005 when Maloney scored that screamer but also because before the game um, I remember saying if we don't win it it's finished here because of course Rangers had their games in hand Celtic had slipped up against Motherwell two weeks beforehand it was again the midweek kickoff and I remember having a right few pints before it. It was just a really amazing atmosphere. It was brilliant one weather as well. Such a lovely night. And as soon as you know, as I said, as soon as the ref blew the whistle, first twenty seconds, Barry Robson smashed daily. I knew this was going to be different and what a way to end it, including you know yeah, Nakamura's goal as well, which was unbelievable, one of the best strikes I've still ever seen to this day. But in terms of atmosphere, I would go with a now, a lot of people say shame game as if it's a bad thing. I personally love it, Hamish. Maybe just because I'm an utter piece of dirt, but that 2011 shame game was amazing. I just loved it. It was the real hate and real malice. I'm sure you can relate to that as well, Hamish, as to why you need you know a real hateful atmosphere to make it special as well. Well, you, you saw Rangers imploding that night. You speak about the, the, what, they had three red cards all in. Uh, they do have a tendency to do that. They, I think the the game uh, a couple of years ago, the one when Scott Brown basically got Halliday, Morelos and, and Kent all sent off, um, either at the time or, or retrospectively. That was more evidence of Rangers just losing the pot. And and I still think Rangers have players in that team tomorrow who could could fall victim even more so if it's, if it's that kind of atmosphere and even more so if they have no fans there. I suppose the other way it could go, just thinking, is that Rangers could go down without a fight almost, um, you know, if the atmosphere's if the atmosphere's like that and really gets on to them. I think we you know, we do need to remember that Rangers are still top of the league and they're still the champions and they still have some pretty good players. I think Aribo's a good player, a guy we're really gonna have to watch tomorrow. I always think someone like Kemar Roof can pop up with a goal. Um, if he plays so, uh, and Ryan Kent we know can play well against us, um, and the boy from Man United as well. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up naming the whole team here, Stevie. So I'm gonna stop. <laughs> um, but they they do they do have some good players in attacking areas. So we just have to we just have to remember that it's not going to be, you know, a three four niller like we've had in in years gone by. I think it's going to be really really tight, and you know I think it could be something like two one. Um, I think we could be set for a really dramatic finish tomorrow night, and I think we would all be more than happy with that. Um, I think a fast start would be good, but Rangers are going to have their moments in the match as well. 
and I think it's important that the support stick with the team as well. Even if things aren't going too well, we have to use we have to use the support to our advantage. And I think one thing we've seen recently since we've had the reduced away allocations and it's been, you know, 98, 99% home fans, they did go through a phase. There was a couple of games a couple of seasons ago when, when we won 2-0 at Ibrooks and then the last one uh, at a full Celtic Park when they won, I think, 2-1 it finished. Um, that If you start well as the away team, you can quiet down the home support and they almost turn on the team. So I think that will be the obvious Rangers game plan tomorrow, get the home support to turn. I think the Celtic support need to try and be aware of that. And if things aren't going too well, if they're still nil-nil after 40 minutes and there's a few slack passes, God forbid if we go behind early on, let's stick with the team because turning on them will do no will do no good at all and it will play into Rangers' hands. Totally agree. And I do understand that they are still champions. They're top of the league. And they do have players that can hurt us. I understand, yeah. Three each against Ross County at the weekend. They were a shambles and their goalkeeper was a riot. It's a totally different type of game for them. It's a big match and generally, you know, as we've seen in the Europa League, they have turned up for them. But I really want to keep this about us. I don't want to focus too much on them at all. I want to, you know, recognise that they will be a threat and they've got players that can on their day be a real danger for us. But Hamish, we've got great players as well and we can hurt them big time. One of the players, in fact, two of the players that I want to come on to now and what a boost we got today hearing that Callum McGregor was back in training and Dyson Maeda could feature at some point tomorrow. Give me a percentage. Percentage of McGregor leading the team out and percentage of Dyson Maeda even just making the bench or getting on tomorrow. What do you think? McGregor starting tomorrow night, I'll go with a strong... 75%. 75%. I, I think Callum McGregor will start tomorrow night um, based on nothing really because I don't have any information on it but it, it just seemed today to me like Ange was just giving us a little bit of hope but not too much hope and, and playing things down a little bit uh, and if McGregor was even in training that would to me suggest that he's doing quite well and uh, I think it would be amazing to see him start. The whole place would get a massive boost. Imagine that team comes out tomorrow at half six or whenever it is and McGregor's in the starting lineup. Remember the Leverkusen game when both McGregor and Kyogo were in the starting lineup? And fair enough, we did get cuffed 4 0. But the, the, the change in, in atmosphere, I remember being at the pub at that stage when the team came through and everyone's mood just changed. Folk were singing right away when they saw that team sheet. And I think that would be even more so tomorrow if if McGregor was in it. In terms of Maida, I actually feel the same way. I think we'll see Dyson Maida tomorrow. Ange says that he'll chat with him when he's back and he'll have a pretty good idea right away with, with Maida because he obviously knows him so well. So I would suggest that there's a fair chance we see Maida tomorrow, maybe only 25 minutes, something like that. But those fresh legs against tiring defenders could be absolutely crucial. Uh, and I, I think it would be massive to to see both McGregor and Maida at some stage tomorrow. A couple of wee things before I get your shoot prediction. The fans are going to be up for it tomorrow. I mean, you're saying they can play a big role, right? And they can really unsettle Rangers. But Rangers are obviously professional players and they've played in front of big crowds before. Do you believe that the crowd can play an active role in unsettling that mob tomorrow? How like, important will it be before we go? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I think you're right. I mean, the, the Rangers players, well, they're, they're decent players and they're players who have been around for a, for a long time. So they should, in theory, be able to deal with it. But I, I just still think there's big questions over a lot of character in that team, as I said earlier. And I think when you look back at the Derby game 
at the end of August when we went to Ibrooks. We started well. We were the better team by far in that first half in terms of the way we, we played, possession, territory, etc. But I thought in the second half, I thought the support really got behind them. It became a really intimidating place to go and it became really difficult to, to imagine Celtic getting a result there. So I think that's the opportunity we have tomorrow. We really need to take that opportunity. And when I say we, I mean the support and the players. It's a massive opportunity for the whole club tomorrow to go back to the top of Scottish football where we've not been in far too long, this whole pandemic. We've not been top of the, the table and it's a massive opportunity tomorrow to take that chance. Obviously, the, the game happens anyway and you know, technically speaking, the support don't influence what happens on the pitch, but we know that's that's not strictly true. We know that if the Celtic Celtic support are loud and are making it a real hostile place, and if the team start with the right intensity, then it could become a really difficult place for Rangers to visit. Why would the DJ play any Metallica song like I requested and that a lot of fans also got behind that message too? What do you think? Or will we hear the, the same old songs again? Probably the same old songs. We'll, we'll probably get the usual. Ugh, I don't even know what it's called. But thank you us- for killing my dream. <laughs> well, you can you can always find out tomorrow, but I I think it'll it will probably be the disco lights and and it's a real shame, isn't it? Because those disco lights are really good, and for a night game like tomorrow night, they'll be brilliant. But it's it's almost as if they don't quite know what songs should go along with it, and it's almost as if they're they're trying too hard to. They're trying too hard to be like an American like football team or something like that, like you would see in YouTube. It's almost as if Celtic have been uh, have been sent the videos of disco lights working in America, and these are the songs that have been going on along with them. And they've thought, right, well, that's obviously what we have to play. I mean, imagine tomorrow night if they get some some different wee things going. Imagine they have like um, I don't know what it's called, but uh, you know the Jota song and you know, the, the Abadi Kyogo stuff, rocking all, all over the world or whatever it's called. Jumping all over the world, rocking all over the world is a very different tune. <laughs> they can play that as well. Hendo's theme. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll get John Henderson walking out and, and Gigpod Legend, of course. But um <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I think I think if they just had a bit of imagination tomorrow night, it could be special, could get really everyone really up for it. And the, the thing I commented on last night was I want to say you'll never walk alone as late as possible tomorrow. Now, again, people might think, oh, what difference does it make? But they've been doing it right after they announced the team, I think, basically since we came back from from not going to games. Tomorrow night, I'd love to see them delaying it until the until basically the huddle before the game or until the players are out on the pitch at least. And I'd love to see that going into the first few minutes because I just think that always sets the tone for the match. I think there's reasons why they can't do it in Europe because I think UEFA believe it or not, our, our good friends at UEFA have certain rules where they want only their tunes played from a certain point. But obviously domestically, Celtic, get you never walk, walk alone played at 7.44 tomorrow night and and get it, you know, overlap in the first couple of minutes because I always think that's just, that that really gets everyone going early on. Right, Hamish, before we go in, shoot prediction time. I'm going to go first. It's going to be 2-1 to us. That is my official shoot prediction. What's yours? It's funny because I was chatting to Ryan earlier and he asked me on his channel what my prediction was and I said the same as you, Stevie. I said it'll be 2-1 Celtic and he said that all four of the guys from the Celtic the Thunder 
the previous day had also said 2-1, all of them. So that's six people right away who have all gone for 2-1 Celtic. Now, I know that means absolutely nothing, but I sometimes wonder when and stuff like that happens, whether we are going to be looking at a 2-1 Celtic win. And of course, we would be absolutely delighted if that happened. Now we're going to go, this has been our preview ahead of tomorrow night's big game. It's episode 93 and before I do the outro, I just want to say thanks to Hamish for coming on. It's very weird because Hamish is usually the host and I'm usually the guester, the co-host if you will, when it comes to doing stuff with Hamish. So he's been allowed to ramble and I've had to listen and it's been a very welcome change, I must say. Hamish, you obviously, everyone knows what you do in 67 Hail Hail. I'm not going to plug it because all the audience now already recognise you and know exactly how big the site is. Tell us tomorrow, do you have anything planned after the game outside Celtic Park? Anything before the game? Talk us through what you're going to be doing. Well, I'm I'm mainly uh, going to be just counting down the hours before the game. Um, probably head up to Glasgow at, at some stage, uh, kind of late afternoon maybe. Maybe easing theirs with a couple of pints beforehand, but but not too many because we've got the the post match reaction afterwards. That will be with David, who's not going to the game, but we're we're going to do that after the game. So there'll oh, there'll be so much to chat about, you know, right away. That there's always you know stuff to chat about, and then I believe on Thursday we're going to have Scott McDonald back on the channel to review the game. And obviously all, all the reviewing is going to go well into to Thursday, Friday, maybe even the weekend uh, as we look ahead to Motherwell. So it's just such a busy time. It's weird because usually at the end of a transfer window, we see a bit of a drop off in you know views and interaction on, on the channel just because transfers and rumours really excite a lot of people. But I get the impression that the way this Celtic team's playing right now and given that we have just so many meaningful games coming up in a close title race and, you know, European football to come back shortly in the Scottish Cup, I think that uh, things are just going to kick into a, another gear. So exciting stuff, match reaction after the game and if it goes well, I'm certainly going to be uh, a bit hungover on Thursday's video if uh, John McGinley allows me. It's quite mad, isn't it, Hamish, that even when I'm on the channel, the views don't dip. Um, if anything, people still seem to be tuning in. Truly, 2022 is a year of miracles. Yeah, I think you do yourself down there, mate. You're a wonderful contributor to the channel and, yeah, hopefully you enjoy the game tomorrow night and we'll we'll see you back in 67 Heel Heel very soon. Right, everyone, I'm going to leave it there. Again, massive thanks to Hamish for taking time out his busy schedule to come on the show. Whether you're going to the game tomorrow, watching it on TV or listening or whatever, I really hope you enjoy it. Um, here's hoping tomorrow we do the business. Here's hoping when we're on Gig Pod, we read so for episode 94. We're talking about a fantastic Celtic triumph. We're talking about Celtic going back to the top of the league where we belong and we can start moving forward together We Ange in the next stage of the journey. Um, I hope this is all not for nothing. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll keep in touch with what's happening on the GigPod Instagram if you follow on there. It's just GigPod. I'll do the video after the game. And here's hoping, as I said in episode 94, we're talking about a glorious Celtic win against that mob. Cheers for listening and hail hail.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.